Uh-huh. Welcome to another episode on the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast with your girl. Anita from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> and I also have Mr. E on the phone. I don't know if I'm going to be on the phone with you today, Miss Anita. Why? We're not in person. We're doing social distancing. Wait, did I say that right? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. Stuff may ooze through this phone. You know. I cannot I can spend right now. You know, y'all, y'all got over 837 cases over there in the state of Louisiana. Hmm. Yes. It is very serious. All jokes aside, it is very, very serious. It's scary. Which is why I'm actually recording to kind of take my mind off of things. How are you doing where you're at? I'm doing well, you know, my little small town, you know, uh, we don't, in our little county area, they only have two cases, so, but that may be because people ain't probably getting tested, but, but it's been okay, they kind of shut our little city down, you know, saying, you know, don't go out unless you have to, so. What's your take on all of this, and do you feel that we... Well, the people are actually taking this as serious as we should be, or do you think we should be calming down right about now? Well, the government officials are taking it probably more serious than the actual people are. Uh, are you disappointed in your people? Yeah, yeah, because they don't seem to be, yeah, some of them seem to be, but for the most part, you know, they want to still gather up. Still want I to agree. Do I'm like, no. My partner just, because I was, you know, I worked over in, in, in New Orleans area sometime, but last week I was over there, and he wanted to go out. But, you know, have drinks. I'm like, man, I'm not going. You, are you listening to things? Right. And then later on that week, he, he had flu-like symptoms, so he... he <laughs> I guess he did, but he got tested. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, he didn't have it, but he's like, oh, you want to sit down now? Right, well, better get his ass right. Right, you know, so, you know, and that's yeah. And he's younger, too, you know, I mean, in his late 30s, so. Yeah. And, and I think that's the problem. I think so many young-minded people that haven't gotten to that maturity level that they should be are not really respecting the situation right. the way they exactly. should. Exactly. I don't I, I don't think no one should be living in fear. I don't think no one should be panicking because when you live in fear and you panic, it tends to make you overreact and do stupid shit. Right. Right. So so when you do that, you you may not be taking in everything as clear as you need to. And sometimes it'll put you in a worse situation. Then right. what you need to be, it could just be financially, but my point is sometimes people do react out of fear and panic. So I wouldn't want anyone to, to live that way, but, you know, be more mature, be more alert, be more responsible and realize that this is serious. This is not nothing to play with. Because right. if you look at the statistics, this is affecting 18 to 49 year old people. They're, getting, they're, they're, they're the ones that are leading that's been tested positive. 
Right. True, exactly. the deaths are mostly in older people, but that's because you're dealing with older people that have underlying health issues that may not have a strong immune system to help fight it off of them. But right. you, the young 18 to 49 year old that had it, probably passed it to that 80 to 70 some year old person that ended up dying from it. So just be mindful of what you are doing when you're not being responsible. That's all my take is on it. Um, Over here in Baton Rouge, I just watched our governor, uh, uh, Edwards, mandate a stay-at-home that's supposed to be implemented tomorrow at 5 p.m. So I'm sitting there thinking, damn, I need to send something back. (laughs) I have two things I need to send back. I need to get prescription refills done for my daughter. I want to go to the store and see if they got some more disinfect wipes, but then I'm thinking, I'm not going out the house. Nobody's coming in. So I should be okay. You know what I mean? So Right. Exactly. I agree. And that's what I think too. You know, But I do have some things that I need to do and I will be you know, doing that. But as long as you, if I can do a drive-by, like pull up to the one to get in and go, I'll be good. You know what? I've been wanting crawfish. Like boiled seafood so bad. I've been trying to find somewhere where you could just do a drive-through. You know, just come up, boy. Yeah, I want that. Uh huh. I'm going about my business, but I ain't seen that except for in New Rose. And New Rose is like what 45 minutes away from where I'm at. I don't think I want to take that drive. I don't think I want them that bad. Right. Right. I'm a I'm a Google and see if I can find somewhere else in Baton Rouge. Because if these people don't blow these crawfish, they're gonna lose money. Because you're either gonna lose the money, you have to put. The crawfish back in the water, which is still gonna lose money. So why not go ahead and borrow the lower the prices and, and sell them up? Right. You know what I mean? I right. Know, I'm just saying. You know, it I has agree. two places that sell crawfish near where I stay at, but it be so countrified. Um. <laughs> oh really? Ain't them the places you want to go to? Yeah, because the crawfish be good, but it be so packed out, you just be scared that the the air is going to be full of coronaviruses. So, oh, well, if it's like that, you're right. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, do I risk it? Mm-mm. It's just not that enticing for me. Not That's what I'm saying. They do a drive-by, you know, I'm girl going to be up in them. I'm going to drive by, have a towel, a mask over my face, give them the money, have my gloves on, call it a day, go home. You know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> I was serious and my aunt sent me a message saying that one of um, a friend of the family who worked at um, the hospital said that a lot of the people, a lot of many of the people that have recently been tested positive, they believe that it's been transferred from pumping gas from the pump. And so they're saying wear gloves or, you know, you have to touch it with a paper towel. As soon as you put, you know, you finish pumping your gas, take the gloves off, throw the paper towel away, wash your hands, do not touch anything in the inside of your vehicle after you've been pumped gas because it's being transferred easily from the gas pump. I didn't even think about that. And so right. I was remember when I read it, I was thinking, God, thank you for not having me liking to pump gas. Because right. I would be in that number. I need mm-hmm. gas right now. <laughs> I wouldn't go. I said when I when I pump gas, I I went. I, I got me some of those, you know, you know, napkins that they, you know, that you dry your windows off when you're washing your windows. Right. Pump, use that to put my card information in, and uh, and I. Mm-mm. 
It's scary. It's crazy. I just, you know, was, I had a conversation with my brother, and he was saying, when did you take it serious? And I was like, well, I wouldn't say that I didn't take it serious, but when it, I became very consumed with it in Baton Rouge was when they started closing and shutting down and canceling things. And he was like, that's when you took it serious? And it really irked my nerve. Because I felt judgment, you know what I mean? But my my point was, if everybody around me is so consumed, so worried, so stressed, so paranoid, and it hasn't hit Baton Rouge the way it hit New York and all these other places, we're in trouble in, in, in my own little circle. If I'm paranoid, you paranoid, the children paranoid, the brother, the father, the cousins, if everybody in my circle is paranoid, Who's going to do what needs to be done? How the food going to get in the house? Who's going to cook? How's Taisha's going to be taken care of? You know what I mean? Is the bills going to get paid? Like, how are you going to function and do the things that you need to do when everybody's paranoid? Then everybody's saying, well, you know, you can't spend all your money. I'm like, I wouldn't pay my bills. I would just wait and just until after all this is over with. Because... You understand what I'm saying? And I get it. Right. You can't just overreact because of the seriousness to the point where you're right. making irrational decisions. Right, you can't do that. Exactly. Right. And so that's where I try to do. Anybody that knows me knows that when it comes to news, once I get mentally and emotionally involved in something, it's on. Like, every conversation with me, that's what it's going to be about. To the point where people going to be want to be like, will you shut up? Here we go again. This is all she talk about. So I didn't want to be that person to where I get so consumed in a conversation. And I really didn't want to try to get consumed in a conversation about something that I wasn't, I didn't fully understand. Even now, I don't fully understand the complexity of this virus that's so easily to be transferred between humans. Right. And the fact that it lingers for hours and it, it, it's airborne, it's just on the surface. So you don't know, and, and I don't understand it. So I didn't want to get in a debate with someone about something that I didn't fully understand, but I respect it. And I believe in the seriousness of it. Because when you argue with people about something that you don't fully understand and their mind is different from yours, it tends to frustrate you. So I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to get frustrated over something that I can't even control. You know what I mean? That is bigger right. than me. Right. So that's, that's the stance that I took on it. But it's just, it's scary. But we're not going to keep talking about this virus. Um, I actually wanted to try to take my mind off of it. Okay. But I also wanted to reiterate the seriousness of it and let everybody know that this is serious. Wash your hands, everybody. Do not put your hands in your face without washing your hands at least 20 to 30 seconds with warm or hot water. I prefer hot water. It doesn't have to be hot. It doesn't even have to be warm. It could be cold water. Everybody keep emphasizing warm and hot water. Yes, the hotter the water is. It will cure. It will kill the germs and things of that nature. I get it. Yes, but you don't. It does not have to be hot water. You just have to be with soap and water, real soap and water, like real water and soap, like real soap. Okay. Anyway, but if you're not around soap and water, you can use sanitizer until you get around water. And once you get around soap and water, wash your hands. Do not put your hands in your face because that is how it's being transferred to people. Stay away at least six feet. 
They say four to six feet. Some people say six feet. I'm going to tell you six feet. Hell, do 10 feet. <laughs> 12 feet. You know, just, just stay away from them and stay in your house. Just do that. You know what I mean? And just be mindful of other people. You know what I mean? I, I thought it was kind of it was embarrassing for me as a black woman, as a as a black person, for someone to reiterate you caring about living. You know what I mean? Pushing you to care about your life. I just thought that was very weird, and I just thought it was very embarrassing that you have to tell someone to practice safetyness for their own lives and us. Right. That was that was crazy for me. You know, when back in the days, people were praying that they would stop lynching us. So I just, that's the crazy part. So in the meantime of all of this, have you done anything, watched any movies, played any games, took any steps, therapy for yourself? <laughs> therapy? No. Doing this quarantine process? <laughs> I mean, besides... I mean, watching TV, that's that's basically all I have done. Well, so you watch some good movies or no? I didn't watch good movies. I just caught up, catch up on some, you know, uh, weekly series that I hadn't seen. And mm-hmm. so I've just been watching those. I'm watching this, this uh, uh, Little, not many fly fires or something with Kerry Washington and Will, Reese Witherspoon. It's, oh, it's a pretty good old. I don't know. What it's is that? On Hulu. It's something on Hulu, and it's. I don't called, have Hulu. How much is Hulu? Well, well I, don't you have a fire stick? Um. Yeah, but I my fire stick don't even work. Like, okay. Um, Someone had gave me a fire stick that was bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. So anyone that may be listening to me, like, I ain't always bootleg until after I got it. I can't even, it, like, it doesn't even do me any purpose because I can't watch nothing bootleg. Why you can't? It don't work for me. What you mean, it don't work for you or you, it, that ain't your character to do? First of all, it's not my character bootleg. Let's just be very specific about that. Uh-huh. So you don't like right. Secondly, I do like free stuff. Third, like every time I go to where you're supposed to be able to go to find the movies and search, like nothing comes up. Oh, okay. I spent the hour, I lost the hour of my life trying to get a movie to play. Mm. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? And I'm like, uh uh. My hair turned back gray in the front. I had dyed it early that day. Wow, it was that and serious. Then, yeah, it was serious. I, you know, I was extremely stressed out. Like I was extremely emotionally stressed out and traumatized about the whole situation. So I looked in the mirror. My hair was back gray, mm. and I said, "I can't do this. Like this is just too much for me." So I just pulled the bitch out the TV and put it to the side and said, "I was done with it. They can have it." I gave up an hour of my life. An hour, and it yeah. still didn't work. I well, I know if you did. I'm one of those people that don't like to give up on something, but then I want to give in because I'm so frustrated. And you know, when you're fooling with stuff and you're trying to figure out something, when you're frustrated, you're really not gonna get it because you're frustrated. Because the smallest thing that you need to do, you're not even receiving it because you're so frustrated. And that's me. Once I get frustrated, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to give in because I still feel like if I keep doing it, keep doing it, I'm going to get it. 
Um, right, and see, and that's me. I'm, yeah. I'm that same way. And I'll spend oh, That's hours. probably why I'm struggling with A&P, because I'm frustrated, and I ain't getting it. And But I can't quit, you know, but... Because if I quit, then I ain't going to be able to get to the next level of school that I'm trying to get to. But I am really want to just say, you know what? Forget it. It ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted just thinking, just talking about what I can't get. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> um, but what's the name of the movie? Because maybe I can maybe I can fix this fire stick that I broke. Because I think yeah. I broke it. <laughs> you can't break it, so... I dropped it. Not really dropped it. I kind of, you know, kind of threw it a little bit. Just a little bit. The remote. The remote and the thing. I unplugged it from the back of the TV and I took it and I threw it. So, you know. Well, I don't know. It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Little Fires Everywhere? Yes. I want this in on demand. I don't know. On I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see, but I I watched a good movie. I watched two good movies. I don't want to say I watched them because you know how when you don't feel good. Because I've been suffering with a migraine, and I know you've heard me talk about my migraines before. They are kicking my ass. I've been waking up every morning with a migraine that's been lingering all day to the point where I'm eating food to, you know, coat the medicine that I'm taking. Right, right, right. And the last two mornings I woke up very nauseated. Yesterday morning I had to throw up five minutes before I was supposed to log into work. And I was like, you know, and it's a miserable feeling when you have to work and then you're taking calls and people call in and it'd be the rude people that call you when you feel your worst. And you're right. just sitting there thinking, I'm I'm, t- I'm helping you and I feel like this and you calling me with an attitude? I ain't got time for this. You know what I'm saying? To the point where you just want to be like, would you shut that? But you can't do that. You just have to be like, okay, one moment. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. It's been one of those days. But anyway, I watched this movie. Um, Warrior. Mr. E. When I tell you the movie is amazing. Warrior? The movie is amazing. Warrior. Okay. W-A-R-R-I-O-R. Okay. I'm not sure when it was made, but I think it was 2011, but I could be wrong. Um, it's about two brothers. One of them went to the war. Um, they end up doing UF, UM, UMF fighting. And they were mad with each other. Like, they were hurt. They were mad with their father because, from my understanding, their father was an alcoholic. And when they left, one brother stayed. He was 16 years old. He had met a girl. He had fell in love. He ended up marrying a woman. They had three kids together. So when he left, they lost contact with each other. They didn't know. They hadn't, you know, the brother ended up going to the army. Their dad went to the army. But I don't think they realized that the reason their dad was an alcoholic was because of the army. You know, what he brought back with him mentally. So they, they mother passed away. And the brother that, left, that wouldn't leave when they left at 16 didn't get to say goodbye to their mother, wasn't even told that their mother was sick, so he was mad with the father, and he was mad with his brother, but he had more <laughs> peace with him than the baby, than the younger brother. It was good. Needless to say, the father had got his life together, was alcohol-free. He had been, he had been alcohol-free for almost, I want to say he said 
I want to say he said 10 years, but I could be wrong. But I know he had been alcohol-free for a long time before he came to see his son, the oldest son. And he let the oldest son knew that the baby brother was back from the war and that they were training to fight. And he was like, so he forgive you? You know, it was, you know, a little bitterness. So anyways, both of them was training. Both of them was training for a reason. The brother in the army was training to win money to send to his best friend that got killed, wife and children. The oldest brother was fighting because he was in financial problems. He needed money to, to keep from losing their house. If he didn't make enough money, he was going to lose his house in three years. I mean, in three months. So that's why he went back to fighting. He was a teacher. He was suspended for fighting. Uh-huh. And so he had no money coming in at that point. So then he started fighting on the side to make a little extra money. It was good. But at the end... Mm-hmm. They end up meeting up where the big fight showdown was going on at. The oldest brother called for him and was trying to make amends for him, but the baby brother was just so angry because he felt like the older brother should have went with him. He needed him because his dad was so mean or, you know, so bad as an alcoholic. So he needed his older brother, so he felt like his older brother turned his back on him. The older brother was mad with them because they didn't tell him that his mom was sick and that his mom had died. Didn't tell him she had died or none of that. So she didn't, he didn't even get to say goodbye to his mom. So he was holding on to that, but he forgave them. They end up fighting each other at the final match. They, they fought each other at the end. Oh, wow. But before they fought each other, the baby brother and the father, they didn't really get into it, but the father was looking at it, came looking for him. He was downstairs in the casino. He was telling about whatever, whatever. He said, I don't need you now. He's like, tell me what happened over there in the army. So he kind of went off on his dad and told him where you was when I needed you. I don't need you now and blah, blah, blah. And he took the coin, a thing of coin, and threw it at his father. His father went back to the room and started back drinking. Got drunk. And he woke up the next morning, saw his dad was drunk. And his dad had these war war recordings that he used to play in his head. Uh-huh. He used to, you know, on a headset, he used to play them back. So his dad broke them out and started playing them. Went back to drinking. And I guess at that moment, that's when he forgave his father. So he, because he got him. Cuddled him like a, you know, like a child, and just held him in on the, you know, in the bed. And they're saying, I know he was coming in to fight. And when he came in to fight, him and the brother was in a fighting together. So, no, first they had both of them had another fight before they fought each other. Uh-huh. And once once they won, they matched. They had to fight each other. And the father, I guess, he got, you know, sober enough that he came to the fight and when he came to the fight the oldest brother was struggling with fighting him because that's his little brother right so he ended up hurting his brother his little brother that his little brother can fight was whooping his ass but he ended up hurting his brother arm and once he hurt his arm he knew that he couldn't really he could beat him he knew he could beat him anyway well at least he felt like he could beat him but he didn't want to because that was his brother and he struggled with it but he ended up beating him he told him he was sorry Told him he was, I was boohooing. I was sitting up there, oh, wow. tears crying. Jay come in there. Jay said, What happened? 
what's going on? You watching a movie? You doing all this behind a movie? And then it's turned around and walk back out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Like, and, and this is the kicker. Nobody knew that they was brothers until they got ready to fight each other at the end. The baby brother ended up leaving the army. What you call it when you leave after when you leave active duty? And you're not supposed Boy. to? He went AWOL. Yeah, but it's a different term that they use. But yeah, so they were in Mexico, somewhere in Mexico, and American people, American uh, army came in. Him and his best friend were were in the army. So they tried to, you know, wave their flags to let them know we're Americans, and they blew them up. They shot in and blew them up, blew up the place anyway. It ended up killing his best friend. So after his best friend died, he went, you know, he went AWOL. But in the process of him going AWOL, it had a tanker that went on the water. He pulled the door off the tanker which saved the lives of other people that was in the tanker. And they could never figure out who he was or where he was or anything like that. And then finally, they saw him fighting on TV. And once all the fight came up, the army tracked him down. So after the, the last fight, the army was taking him back for, I guess, whatever you want to call it when you have to go before they law or whatever. for being right. It was good. You have to see it. Like, okay. it was really, really good. I was, like, really surprised that it was that good. And then I watched Instant Family. Oh, my God. It was so good. What's the actor name? Olivia. Is it Olivia? Played in the help. Yeah, that's her. She, <laughs> she's a good actor. But it was good. You, I ain't even going to tell you. All I'm going to tell you is about a foster, it's like being a foster parent. But it was good. Oh, okay. good. So I've been kind of utilizing, you know, cable a little bit, because when you got when you are limited to doing certain things anyway, right? But you right. notice everything that I said that I've been doing ain't none of it is, is studying, right? And I got a quiz and a test when our online classes actually start back up. So I don't even know why I can't even buckle down to do just a little bit of that. You hear these dogs? Yeah, I, I didn't know you had dogs like that. I don't. I don't have dogs. I'm outside, and it's the people across the street. They're, you know, they're fussing at something. I don't know what they're barking at, but they're getting on my nerves. Yeah, they've been going at it. Mm-hmm. So they must be talking. Your... They must be. They must be having a conversation with one another. Yeah, I thought that was your little dog. Mm-mm. Patty, Patty just be barking, but that's all. Patty don't sound like them. Mm-mm. So how's your family and everybody holding up? Well, my family is holding up pretty good. They just, you know, they just concerned and some of them doing some foolish things. My nephew did a foolish thing. Yeah, <laughs> say falling behind his wife, but going with his wife on a cruise with her family a couple of weeks ago and they quarantine okay okay did they know before they went that this yeah. was happening yeah 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 did they yeah. try to get their money back and they yeah. were told no. they couldn't get their money back no 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 okay no it was we going 
come hell or high water, whatever happened, happened. Oh, wow. And that's what it seemed like to me, because if you got people stranded on boats, you got people talking about they, people coming off this boat with the disease, you're going to go and get confined with at least two, 3,000 people in a confined oh. No, no. Uh-uh. So... But can you imagine the loss financially that so many of these companies is going to get, especially Vegas? Especially Vegas, yes, indeed. I mean, just think about uh, New Orleans. I mean, you can right. think about it. You think right at home in New Orleans because New Orleans, you but know, you know it's what, a tourist town. But not to cut, us, cut you off, we should have known how serious it was when the rich of the rich stock was going down. <laughs> we should have knew then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Affected when the stock market dropped to the lowest, I mean, you know. When, and then it didn't just drop, it kept dropping. Yeah, and kept lost. dropping. So yeah. that should have been a cue that something is going on, people. Something something is not, something something not working. That if these people are, are, are judging the money off of this disease, it's serious and it's for real. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. But what I've been doing for me is working <laughs> from home <laughs> and trying yeah. to fight a headache. So I haven't been doing much anything else, to be honest. Yeah. I haven't. But I'm a homebody anyway. So... Right, you know, and me not too. going anywhere, not doing stuff like I can do that. You know, my daughter act like she, you know, she might be going crazy. She's like, it's just, it's just doesn't like I don't really go nowhere anyway. But it's like, if I want to go somewhere, it's like I can't go nowhere. You don't need to go nowhere. Why would you want to go somewhere? Exactly. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I want to go somewhere, but I'm just saying, girl, stop. Right, right. And she was like, "So you're not even listening to me?" She was like, "Is I said I don't understand when you have the right to do whatever it is you want to do, and now you feel like it's being res- restricted from you. You feel like you should be doing something. Well, you can do something. You can read a book, which she ordered some books, and she started reading some books. Which that's what we all used to do. Like that was a thing when they were growing up. You had to find at least one book every week that you liked, one or two books." But you had to have at least one. So you can get as many books as you want to, but however many books that you got, you better read it. And you had to write a page, or at least a whole page, of what the book was about. That let me know you read it. Now, whether or not you fully understood every single thing that you read, it let me know you read it. And so they thought at first that, oh, she just wanted us to write it. No, what they couldn't do was write word from word from the book. And so I would read it. And they let me know they read, they wrote word for word from the book. And I would make them reread the book over or write it over. So then they took me serious. And that's what they had to do. Like, we go to the library, you had to pick out a book or, you know, at least one. Because reading to me was very important because it keeps your brain active. supposed to be. It was fun. When you start doing stuff like that, it ceased to be fun for me. Yeah. Really? Yes, indeed. You know, don't. Oh, my I'm, God. Going to I the library when I was a kid was fun. It was fun going to the library. Now, reading alone. But if somebody probably would say, well, when you go to the library, you get a book. If you get this book, you're going to be hit. You read it and you're going to have to write it. Didn't, I didn't, I but this is the thing. Library. I didn't care what book you got. It didn't have but to be no novel. It could have been the library. cat in the hat. The, 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 the pig jumped over the moon. I didn't care. 
to me. It but took we the- weren't just gonna go to the. We were not just gonna go to the library just to go. We weren't. Just, we weren't gonna do that because I wanted them to understand the importance of reading because so many African Americans did not know how to read. Even growing up with me in school, there were so many people that were illiterate. And not because they wanted to be, but because they were embarrassed to express the fact that they couldn't read and they weren't comprehending these words. And they, some of them had dyslexia. I had dyslexia to where I would take words and turn them into pictures. So it wasn't that I couldn't read. It's just I would read a certain word and I would turn those, that word into a picture and it would change my understanding of what I was reading. And so I had to I had to go through a long process of that. And thankfully, me addressing it when I was much younger helped me. But I think sometimes as a grown woman, especially being in school, I find myself back doing that. Where I would read certain questions and I would turn certain questions into a picture, which will alter my understanding of that question and what the answer should be. You know, so, and I, I realized that more so after being, after all this has been going on, to be honest, because I hate failing. And I think a, a lot of people do as well, hate failing. But for me, I hang on to it. You know what I mean? I could preach to someone else. It ain't a matter of how many times you fail. It's how many times you get up and keep fighting. But for me, it doesn't matter how many times I keep getting up. I still hold on to the fact that I'm failing. And so it's hard for me to just wrap my mind around, you're going to get it. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. You're going to get it. I can do it for other people, but I can't do it for myself. That's always been a weakness of mine, of being able to encourage myself. But it's something that I continue to work on. Right. But being at home, you know, you start processing things. You know, it's like, why am I not getting this? What is the problem? And also, you have a professor that teach differently than he gives his test. And then we learned that his test is not given from him. Someone else is the one that write the test. So yeah, you're some, teaching us something yeah. and you have a whole different professor that's implementing the testing on their way. Right. So you're having to kind of figure out how, you know, to you how to change your way of studying to understand someone else that you that doesn't even teach you so you that means you have to study even harder and it's so much content to study it 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 makes you question am i getting this you know what i mean like am i understanding this you know people always say well when you're taking tests at home it should be easier not when you're doing proctor you don't proctor you if your eyes blink the wrong way, they're gonna cut your test off and wherever you at on your test, that's the grade you get. And if it, if you at a 60, that's what you get. Wow. And if they feel like you're cheating, that's an L. Yeah. So I remember the last time I took a test at Proctor, um, I was taking a test, and I don't even remember what happened. I cleared my throat and I was reading the question. But I wasn't loud. You know how you, you your lips are moving, but I wasn't loud. Right. And the screen blinked where my test was, and then the people typed in the screen, do not read out loud. And I text back, who reading loud? You can't even hear me. Right. 
Right. Like you really couldn't hear me. And what was and what I did was I would record me taking a test, which you're not supposed to have your phone, but yeah, I kind of did it. Yeah. Yeah. I did some sneakery stuff. So about five or ten minutes into the test, after that situation, the test just went blank. I didn't even realize the test went blank. I didn't even know that they had stopped the test. I actually thought it was my internet. Come to find out, they stopped the test because they said that they kept telling me to uh, stop talking loud. But the way I had my phone recorded, it was recording the back of my head and my TV in the computer. So in the way I was sitting up, my face was facing the door. So anybody that came in my door, if the people on the computer felt like I was cheating, my phone was going to pick that up. So when they gave me the F, I'm like, but that's not even fair. And I messaged the professor and she was like, uh, well, that's on Proctor, Proctor, Proctor. I said, but I have, I can, mine is recorded. I can show you that what they're saying happened didn't happen. And she was, and the woman, the professor was not budging. So I went to the people over there and I took my recording to them and they was like, okay, so then I, they couldn't make the professor give me another test. I was still up to the professor, even though I had went over her head and went and proved that I was not cheating or that what they said happened didn't happen. So what they did was if I end up failing the woman test, they were going to give me my money back for the course. I was passing the woman with an A, so I wasn't worried about failing her te- failing her class. Right. I really wasn't. I just didn't want my grade to go down because someone said I cheated. And after that, I stopped using Proctor. Like, I never used them anymore after that. In any class that I took and they said I had to take it on Proctor or come into the building, I would go into the building because I didn't trust them. Because it's like you can interpret whatever you want to from facial expression, movement, Whatever, I can, I have no control over what you are taking from what you see. You're sitting at a computer. So whatever you see, that's whatever you take from it. So I'm like, no, I can't, I can't trust that because this is my, you know, I'm paying money for school. You know, so after that, I stopped. The professor ended up giving me a C on that test instead of where I was, because I think I had like a 67 or something like that, she right. had given me a C on that test. And I was still pissed because I felt like you should have gave me the test over. But I'd rather right. a C than an F because of, you know, because of right, that. Exactly. But after that, I'm like, I'm not taking a proctor in it. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Because I know people that have taken proctor and actually cheated. You know what I mean? And right, here right. I am trying to do right, and you count that against me, so... I'm very iffy about Proctor when it comes to that. So I don't know how this testing process is going to go. And I don't think it's fair that we should use Proctor because you're paying $25. And that made it even worse. I paid $25 for you to tell me that I, you thought I may have been cheating. That right. I didn't get the right. money back from. You know what I mean? So I was like, nah, we ain't doing that one. We ain't doing that one. But I'm glad you guys to chat with me, Mr. E, because it took my mind off of some things. For a little bit. Now, I know once I get off the phone with you and I go inside, my stress level going to elevate. 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 You can't help it when people around you just keep, you know, keep dragging at you and keep, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh. I bet. You know? It's like, no. But I'm glad you had this conversation with me. I'm glad you were able to take my, your, my, my mind off of things. Go check out that movie. I'm telling you, Warrior and Instant Family. It's another movie, but I cannot think of what it was. Uh-huh. 
I can't think of what it was. It was weird. Suicide Squad. Watch that too. Suicide With, um, Squad. Yes. It's crazy, but it was good. With uh, yeah. Will Smith is in there. Yeah. It? It's an uh, old movie. I didn't I, even realize right. that. I never even, I never even heard of it. Yeah, it's I, I, like I never even heard of it. I'm like, what is going really? on? But that's just like when you listen, when I listen to the music that my daughter plays. I was like, who is that? What is what? Is, <laughs> you ain't never heard of such and such? You no, I didn't. So it feel like you've been living on a rock already <laughs> before this even happened. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, yeah. right. But it's good. But I heard my cousin said Peppermint. I think I'm saying it right. It's a good movie. So I'm gonna try to check that out. Um, and see. You know, see what that's about. They say it's supposed to be good, so right. I'm gonna try it out and see. And if you come up with any good movies, holler at your girl, let me know about it. And hopefully, um, I can pull it up because it looks like now we're on a mandate stay at home starting at 5 p.m. Yeah. There's no curfew, yes. Um, they wanted to do they want to do a twenty four hour curfew law enforcement over here, but they hadn't mandated that yet. They hadn't said anything but about I, that. Right, but I I think where y'all are, I think to keep it from getting, we are the third, we're leading third in the country. Which right. So I think if they were to impose something. With some restrictions, where y'all at, I think that it would get y'all ahead. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that that's what's going to happen or yeah, it's going to come where y'all they, at they and things like that. I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen there, but I'm saying if we had a did restrictions and put in mandated stuff when those people in New Orleans first got first was tested positive, I think we wouldn't be at 800 and something people now with 20 deaths. Yeah, I need to. But I'm see, being honest. But see, see, and, and, and I could be wrong. Dead, I could be dead wrong. But see, New Orleans is what percentage of. But that's and, but that's the thing. And, and, and you have to on, you have to care no. about your own stuff. Like well, well, no, I wasn't saying governors, that, governors, I'm, and people like that shouldn't have to tell you. Well, no, what I'm you know saying. What I'm saying? Yeah, you like you were saying that they should they maybe should have did something sooner, right? I'm saying I'm that, talking about Baton Rouge. I'm talking about okay. Baton Rouge should have already imp- uh, should have already imp- implemented this before it came here. It was one uh, thing, okay, it tested positive in New Orleans, Louisiana, and you have these people in one little residence place that's tested positive. So you know people are visiting. You know New Orleans is a tourist place. You know, people from Baton Rouge travel back and forth to New Orleans. You know this. They go visit. That's the hot spot to go hang out and, you know, party at. So we should have implemented uh, a stay-at-home for a week or two weeks or something before it got to this point. We knew it was coming. Yeah, it but was inedible. You, you, you were talking about New Orleans where everything is, that's where it's happening at. But you know that, what I mean? But that's the arrogant of, of that whole well, how they look at New Orleans in the state of right. in the state of Louisiana. Well, you know, it's in New Orleans. I mean, right. this, the the state of people in the state of Louisiana in different parts, pockets, Baton Rouge, in different cities, look at New Orleans, look down on New Orleans 
You're right. People outside. And that's the part I don't understand because it's one of the is the hottest tourist place. That's what I'm saying. Every time you want you want concerts and fun, that's where you're going to. Half of the people in Baton Rouge, they they some of them can't even fathom having a good time in Baton Rouge. They feel like we're going to New Orleans tonight. We're going to okay. Well, this but was, I think the I reason, but the stigma that, behind that, New Orleans is the violence. You know that, right? You know it's because of the violence. Exactly. It's the same thing with Baton Rouge. People look down on Baton Rouge because of the violence. People look down on Southern because of the violence. You know, they don't they don't separate the two. So they, they don't look at the good part of it. They don't look at what it brings. They don't look at all that. They just look at it's violence. You know, and, and I want to see how people go there and have fun. I couldn't, because if we're going to be honest, I'm that person from time to time. When, 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 when violence gets high, I'm like that. Like, oh, uh-uh, they ain't hear about these, oh, these two people that got killed and that third person that got killed. Uh-uh, ain't no way I've been, I've been that person at times. I'm like that right here in Baton Rouge. I have kind of alienated myself from doing things and enjoying things out of fear of, of not wanting to be that statistic. You know what I mean? So I think that's why. I'm not saying it's right, but I think that's the majority of the reason why it's the way it is. And I think that we, and I say we, and I'm not saying black or white, I'm saying in general, we, the people, have to do better. Because not only are we possibly doing something to ourselves, we are bringing other people along along with us, family members or kids, whomever. And I don't think it's asking a lot to help save your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's more to it than what I see. Maybe, maybe that's why. Mm. Right. So maybe I'm not maybe I'm not looking at the bigger picture of everything and maybe that's why I'm like, oh well if they do this, then that'll cut down on that. I'm not saying there's a easy fix to everything. I just feel like when the people in New Orleans was tested positive, I just felt like it should have been some more restrictions should have been implemented. Like but I will say Mayor Sharon Broom imposed no group gatherings. You had pastors and preachers that were still having gatherings because it was their First Amendment right to not care about their lives and other people's lives. And you had Boosted Badass come down having block parties. And it wasn't just him. It was other people that had block parties too. So I think that if they had implemented that if you, you violated this, like they did the dude in New in um New York when he when they had the police out there shutting it down and he on Instagram lied to them. They had to get more policemen in. His ass was in the court before the judge apologizing. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. what they should have did. I'm yeah. sorry. That's what they should have did. Right. Because it's it's crazy to me. It's it's almost like saying, Hey, I know these two people got AIDS, I'm gonna go have sex with them anyway. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, that's a big that, that's, no, it, no, it's to say that I know I got AIDS and I'm going to go have sex with these other people. Exactly. That's how that is. But this is even worse. You know that you were with someone that was tested positive for AIDS, mm-hmm. but you haven't been tested positive for AIDS mm-hmm. and you don't know if you have AIDS, but I'm still going to go sleep with two other people. Exactly. Well, you just exposed two other exactly. people with what you may have that exactly. ain't even been confirmed yet. Right. You know, like, I don't get it. 
So we have to do better. And like I tell the people around me, you can only control what you can control. But if you're doing your part, the rest, we just have to hope that other people are mindful, take heed, and do their part. That's all we can do. But it's, it's been a pleasure. We do have a topic that we, we have to do, Mr. E, and it's about um, what is your idea of relationship goals? And in a relationship, do you do you think people should live together before they get married? What's your idea of relationship goals? And do you think people should live together before they get married? So that's going to be our topic the next time we talk. I, I've gotten a few questions. I feel like if I just talk about it, it's just one-sided. So I just thought it'd be better if I bring it to the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast. And we talk about it there. And maybe I could promote it on the, you know, on my podcast. And maybe it could circulate a little bit more. But I want, I want to have a discussion with you because I think She Said, your girl, and he said, Mr. E, can put our points together and compare it to they said. Um, exactly. And see and see how the conversation goes. But it's been a pleasure talking to you. Be safe. You too. If you find any good movies that you think that I will be excited to hear about, don't forget to hit me up. Um, you guys remember to stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before, like the former first lady. When they go low, we go high. Stay true to you. Be your real self, not an implement implication of what someone else thinks, not a false picture of what the internet say. Be your own canvas for yourself, your trueness, your realness. Um, and let your family and friends know that you love them because tomorrow ain't promised to any of us. You guys be safe. Wash your hands. Use sanitizer. Do not put your hands in your face. This virus is real. It's easy to be transferable. It's airborne. It sits on the surface for hours at a time. And, and it's, there's no medication. There's no quick fix for it. And they may not can cure it right now, but they can eliminate how quickly it's being transferred because eventually the hospitals in Louisiana is not going to be able to house these people that keep getting infected that needs more help because normal people that may come in there with a heart attack may not be able to get the access to the care that they need because of how quickly and how advanced and how critical people are with dealing with this virus that's invisible. Mr. E, you care to share anything? No, you have, you said it all very, very well. Well, that's my time. It's your girl Anita from Baton Rouge. Peace. Deuces.